Hello, this is Angelique from the Gaston County Public Library, and you're listening to the Gaston Speaks podcast. I am here again with Andrew for another episode of the Andrew Really, Really Likes Award Show show. But first, I would like to remind everyone that we are in the midst of summer reading here at the library, so stop by for our fun programming and be sure to pick up summer reading records for the whole family. Adults and teens get neat finishing prizes for the first record returned, and every returned card is another entry into the drawing for the grand prize. Well, reminder done. Andrew? (laughs) Thank you for having me back on Andrew Really, Really Likes Award Shows. I I realized yesterday, I was like, we haven't done this in a while. We missed the the Oscar winning because we had the plague. Yeah. Y'all, we had a plague. and we Everyone got tested. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't the flu. And it knocked us out right around Oscar time. So unfortunately, we didn't get to do that. But we are here finally to do the Emmy nominations. They're, they're out next week um, around July 12th. Around. They will be on July 12th. Um, I'm not sure what time, but the Television Academy will announce this year's primetime Emmy nominations. So in this podcast, we are going to be covering only some of the awards. Um, please visit our blog off the shelf at www.gastonlibrary.blogspot.com for the complete list. So here we're just covering some of the comedy and drama categories. Categories. There you'll see some categories for like limited series and TV movie, um, some of the reality categories and the two big variety categories will be predicted on the blog. And that'll be up. Um, I think we're going to have this up before, obviously before the nomination. So whenever the, this is posted, um, head over. We'll make sure that the, um, the blog post is up as well. All right. If Andrew is way off base, feel free to mock him. <laughs> So let's go ahead and dive into the drama categories. I can assure you that I'm probably off base because it seems like every year the shockers just pile up in terms of nominations. But we're going to try. So uh, so we're going to start with Best Drama Series. So if our, our Fall Winter Guild Awards, which are kind of... They're indicative, but then there's a bunch of new shows that come out in between those and Emmy voting. So... They're not always the most accurate. But if they are benchmarks for this race, then expect this to be a battle between Succession and then this that new Upstart series on Netflix, Squid Game, which I did not like. I'm sorry. It was, it was, it was very well acted. So I'm predicting the acting the uh, the actors in it will, will get a lot of nominations and so deserved. But I think it was kind of a gimmicky thing. But anyway, um, I, think, I don't think it matters because I think Succession is way out front here and it should be. It's so good. Um, it's the previous winner. Uh, it dominated the DGA Awards. I mean dominate all five nominees were Succession episodes. <laughs> um, it won the SAG Ensemble and so many other major awards in those winner guilds. But those are just two of the slots. Um, I feel pretty safe predicting Ozark, and I, I thought I felt safe predicting Better Call Saul, but then I remember the last time it was eligible, it had a lot of drops. And so when I started going through the other categories, I'm like, Bob Odenkirk didn't make it in last time, so I don't know if I can predict him this time. So I'm not as safe on Better Call Saul, but I think it's his last season, and it is very well received. Um, and I think the last four slots is really where, because there's eight, there's going to be eight nominees, where we're really going to have a combination of just different contenders and I'm probably way off the mark so yes you can mock me um like for example I didn't have Stranger Things initially in here um and literally Angelique and I were just talking about this before we started recording but um I remembered that the last time it had a season it did surprise in this category also this final season has gone haywire in terms of buzz and popularity it is everywhere it's not actually the final season I think they're gonna do one more oh really yeah Okay, well, this season itself has gone yeah. haywire. Um, it is it is everywhere. It is breaking Nielsen records for Netflix, and that Kate Bush song popped up like on back on the top 100 Billboard charts. Um, I just think it's too big to ignore this year. I also have a sneaking suspicion that This Is Us is going to pr- surprise one final time. It has it has it slipped out one year, but it came back last year. Um, it's just its final season. And it was really well received, and I think voters are going to give it one more shot. A lot of people are not predicting it, so that's kind of me going out on a limb. 
Um, Yellowstone was an interesting one. It's in like its third or fourth season, but this is the year that suddenly it has had this exponential rise in the awards circuit for its latest season. Um, it's hit all the major winner awards, and I do think it finally gets in. It has been wildly popular for so long, so I think the, the Emmy voters are finally catching up to it. Um, and then for my last slot, I moved in Severance. It's a dark workplace drama Apple TV is putting a lot of money behind. But then I moved in Yellow Jackets instead. And you'll see why in the other categories. Actually, as I was going through the other categories, I realized I wasn't putting in these Severance actors, except for, I think, one. But I was putting in some of these Yellow Jackets actors. And that's where I realized maybe that that if, if it has more support below the line, that it's going to get in. Yellow Jackets is interesting. It's, a, it's like a Lord of the Flies type thing. It stars Melanie Linsky and Juliette Lewis and Christina Ricci. It's a really, really good series. And we're actually, it's coming. We're going to have it here on DVD um, sometime in July when it comes out. But I'm not sure about it. I'm not even sure about This Is Us. You have previous nominees like uh, Bridgerton and Killing Eve could get back in. Killing Eve, I didn't think we'd get in last time because, let's face it, the last two seasons have not been good. Um, but it still got in. It got a lot of nominations. So I, I may be stupid for bit missing this. And I'm also probably stupid for not putting in Euphoria because when it came out, it was the biggest show. But I don't know about these Emmy voters. That show is is intense. <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it, isn't it? It's actually really well done. And I think Zendaya will get in again. We'll talk about that. And she could win again. Um, so right now, it's like my number nine. I, I'm really not sure. Um, and I may end up moving it back in. But I just feel like it's one of those that this is not the audience for it, uh, these Emmy voters. Um, we also, you could see The Morning Show get in. It didn't get in for its first season. It got a lot of acting nods, which I think it will again. Um, Pachinko, which is a really great Apple TV show. And, of course, it stars the great... YJ. <laughs> Y'all know how much I love YJ. YJ. And I'm predicting her even though I don't think she'll get in just because I love YJ. We'll get to that in a second. All right. So for best actor in a drama series, um, this race kind of feels boring. And that's why I'm like, maybe something, maybe we'll spice it up a bit here, Emmy voters. Like, I think Jason Bateman for Ozark, Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us, Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong for Succession will all come back. Um, in the last slot, I'm going with the SAG winner, uh, Lee Jung Jai. Um, you're going to have to help me with this. I'm not sure. Okay, okay. Uh, Lee Jung Jai for Squid Game. Um, and, and like I said, it makes sense. He he won the SAG award for it. And, and again, even though that's not my favorite show. Um, and, I, and, you know, some because I, I, some people think, oh, I, it's the foreign language thing, having to read subtitles. No, I loved Pachinko on Apple TV, which is also a foreign language. I just thought that the slow show was, I don't know, I'm just not a Squid Game fan. Um, but the, like I said, the actors were fantastic. I think he'll get in. And then I think the power of Kevin Costner. I mean, he's Kevin Costner. Uh, he's, he's a legend at this point um, at Free Yellowstone. We'll get in. So that does leave Bob Odenkirk out. But remember that he was snubbed the last time that they had a season. So I think voters have moved on. And, and that's a sad thing. He should have won several times, either when supporting for uh, Breaking Bad or in lead for Better Call Saul. But he, I, I don't think he'll get in this year. And then Adam Scott for Severance. Um, and again, that if that show is going to be a big contender and Adam Scott pops up, then then I'll, I'll know that I, I missed the mark on that one. But I, I have a feeling that they're going to miss. So for Best Actress in a Drama Series, and again, we're going to see a lot of continuity here. You know, Jennifer Aniston for The Morning, morning Show, I think, is going to get back in. Laura Linney for Ozark. Um, Zendaya for Euphoria. Uh, I think Jodie Comer will get back in for Killing Eve. She actually won for it. Um, and maybe not her co-star, Sandra Oh. That shows, like I said, this is final season. It just, it just poofed out. That first season was so good. It had Phoebe Waller-Bridge writing it, and then she left the show, and it has just been downhill ever since. But these two women are absolutely fantastic, and they're two of my favorite actresses. Um, I do think Mandy Moore is going to get back in. Um, she had a fantastic last season. Her character had dementia or Alzheimer's, and 
um, there was just a lot of buzz about her, a lot of really great articles about how wonderful she is. I also have saved a slot for Melanie Linsky. Now, this is an actress that I have loved for years, and she's one of those, you're like, I don't know the name, but if you saw her, you knew who she was. You know those people? Yeah. She's one of those. Um, she won the Critics' Choice Award for Yellow Jackets. I think there's a lot of buzz. Um, that does leave out Sandra Oh, which which she is, you know, a, a perennial in this in this category. It leaves out Kelly Riley, who I really like, um, not necessarily in Yellowstone. I have, I, I, it's not my show, but um, I like her in other things. Juliette Lewis is fantastic. I think she's even won several Emmys. Um, she's in Yellow Jackets as well. And then Reese Witherspoon for The Morning Show. And then the lead actress for that Severance show, her name is Britt Lower. And again, if that show pops up, if you start seeing her, then you know that that I, I, you can mock me for missing that one, although I'm admitting that I was planning on missing it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So for Best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series, yes, I am going to pr- predict four succession actors make the cut because I'm adding in Alan Ruck to the mix with Kieran Culkin, Matthew McFadden and Nicholas Braun. Am I crazy? Yes. But <laughs> we have seen in this modern era where if they really like it, there's so many shows out there. And so voters kind of, once they hone in on a show, they nominate everybody in that show because mm-hmm. it's just too much to watch. So they kind of watch the ones that are getting the most buzz and succession is, is just super, super popular. And remember last year with the, with the Ted Lasso guys, all four contenders got in, which is funny because I think I'm predicting like one this year because <laughs> that whole race has just changed. Um, so that leaves four slots. So they're literally taking half of the slots if if what I think happens. Oh Young Soo uh, is from from uh, Squid Game and he won the Golden Globe, so I think that he'll get in. Chris Sullivan, no one's predicting him yet again. But I think he's been nominated like two years in a row, three years in a row for This Is Us. Um, when they get on that track record and they love somebody, they keep voting for him. So I think he's going to get in again, even though his la- his best season was actually the last season. Um, Giancarlo Esposito did get in for the last season of Better Call Saul. He's just become the biggest Emmy favorite, so I think he'll get in again. And then Billy Crudup actually beat out all those succession guys in the last time for his role in the morning show. So I definitely think that that he gets in. Um my problem is is that it leaves out David Harbour, and he really has done well in the past for Stranger Things. Um, Jonathan Banks, I would love to put him back in for Better Call Saul, but again, he was snubbed for the last season of it. Um, Mark Dubla- du- Duplass, Duplass, I don't know how to pronounce that now. Me neither. I think it's the Duplass brothers. Mark Duplass. Anyway, he got in last year for or last time for the morning show, um, and I just think that the competitions, the morning, some of these series got a lot of nominations during the pandemic where there weren't as many shows because things were being pushed because of you know filming schedules and safety concerns. And so this is the first year where you have a really robust group of, of voters. And so I think some of these people who were like throw-in nominees are not going to make it again. Um, the great Christopher Walken and John Turturro um, are in Severance. Again, if that show takes off, those are two big names. And I could see even one of them getting nominated just because they're they're – who they are. And then um, if you have seen Euphoria, you know that Eric Dane had a of a season this season too. I mean, wow. So um, he could, he could get in. Um, Of course he goes back to Grey's Anatomy days, very famous television actor. Um, So best supporting actress in a drama series. I am going to predict Patricia Arquette for Severance. Um, That's the one that I'm actually picking because she's just a perennial Emmy favorite. Um, Julia Garner and, and Sarah Snook. Julia Garner, of course, is for Ozark. She's won two years in a row. Sarah Snook is in succession. I think they're both going to return. And I actually think the Emmys between the two of them. A lot of people are, are picking Sarah Snook, but this is the last season of Ozark, and they clearly have hitched their, their wagon to Julia Garner's rising star. She's going to play Madonna in a new biopic. Um, so I, I think she could win one last time. I also think that Jay Smith Cameron, absolutely awesome in succession she's so good and, and brings some of the humor that i think that makes that show really pop um i think she'll join her co-star snook 
Um, Christina Ricci, of course, you know, we all know her from like the 90s child star, but yeah. she's still really working and doing a lot of cool things. I think she would get in for Yellow Jacket. She had the biggest of the supporting roles. Um, and again, Squid Game. I think I think Squid Game's going to really do well with the actors. And um, this, uh, her name is Jung Ho Yeon. And again, if I'm mispronouncing that, I really, really uh, apologize. Um, but I, I think she's going to get in again. The, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the show, but these actors really knocked it out of the park. Um, so I just moved in Millie Bobby Brown. Again, I think Stranger Things is as popular as we think. She's been nominated before. I personally would vote for Sadie Sink for this mm-hmm. season because I think she had the best one, and that may end up happening. Um, but Eleven is kind of the star of the show, yeah. uh, and I just feel like she's she's the name that they recognize, which I know that sucks, but but unfortunately that's how it happens. And finally, I'm putting in YJ. <laughs> YJ! I just, God, I love you, Jung Yun. And I loved her. If you guys know about when, when Minari was in, on that Oscar trajectory, um, they love their Oscar winners. Yeah. Like, I, I moved Jessica Chastain into the TV movie limited series actress for um, scenes from a marriage, which I don't know how it's going to do across the board just because she's a recent Oscar winner and they're going to be like, ooh, Jessica Chastain. You know, they're yeah. check her off. Um, I really, I don't know. It probably won't happen, but I really want it to happen. Because if she did, she'll probably be the only major nomination for the show. And you don't see that a lot. Beyond those eight, you have Sydney Sweeney and Euphoria. Again, if they if they decide they like that show and they're not put off by all the um, debauchery, let's just put it in those <laughs> terms. She had a season, y'all. I mean, she had this nervous breakdown. Her sister did a play, literally like talking about all of her indiscretions. It was she was fantastic. Um, Juliana Margulies is always great. She's an Emmy favorite. I think she's a two. She won for The Good Wife and she won for ER way back in the day. She has a great role in The Morning Show. I actually think that either she or Fiona Shaw for Killing Eve will probably be the ones if if they don't go for YJ. And everyone for like six years has been talking about Rhea Seahorn for Better Call Saul. And she is great, but she never gets in. And people keep predicting her. I'm like, maybe if you stopped predicting her, she'd get in. <laughs> so I have stopped predicting her. And maybe she'll finally get a way overdue uh, Emmy nomination for Better Call Saul. All right, let's move on to the comedy categories. And these are my favorites. I like the comedy. I, drama, there's too much drama in the world. I need some I need some laughs. And I just think we have a really great lineup. Um, in each of these categories, if I were personally nominating, I'm like, you're going to have to expand these categories because there's not enough slots. I actually have kind of settled on these eight that I've picked. And I know that there are, there are lots of contenders out there, but I, I feel that there's less fluidity in this category. Is that a word? I think it's a word. It's a word now. We've made it up. It's a we word. like to make up words we in do. the show, yeah. so it's yeah. fine. Yeah. These people are going to be votists <laughs> and their fluidity. Fluidity. Flu. You just keep changing just it. making it up. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So I think that there's that there's a lot less movement here. Like Hacks and Ted Lasso are definitely coming back. They dominated last year. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is back. And, and even the fourth season... It was it's it's tone changed a lot. That's what you know my, my sister was talking about, and I finally got to it literally this weekend. Finally got to the fourth season. It's definitely more dramatic than it was before, but it's still they they love that show. I definitely think it's getting back in. Barry and Atlanta are two shows that have had really big um, Emmy success in the past. They're finally returning. Both of them have been out like three years, and they're finally returning again. I think they're getting in. And uh, what we do in the shadows, which is honestly we love that yeah, show. It's a good show. Um, it surprisingly got it on a couple years ago, and I, I think it's going to come back. Because to me, it gets better every season, and this new season comes coming up soon, right in July. July twelfth, yes, which so is same the day. day the yeah. Nom- <laughs> so we're gonna watch the Emmy nominations in the morning, and then we're gonna celebrate by watching the first season, uh, our first episode of the season of uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Taika Waititi and his team are just clever, and they yeah. do a really, really good job. Um, so that leaves two slots, and I am putting in two really um, 
well-received new, and, and I put shots instead of shows when I type. <laughs> I was writing this at home, like, you know, trying to watch the Wimbledon. And so the fact that this is the first typo is, is, is interesting. Um, the first one's Abbott Elementary. I love this show. It started and, and created by this great comedian. Her name's Quinta Brunson. She was on a Black Lady Sketch show. She mm-hmm. was really, really funny. And it's kind of like The Office. It's kind of like Parks and Rec. It's the workplace document, you know, mockumentary type thing, but it's in an elementary school in Philadelphia. And so what I like about it is it's funny. The characters are really well done. This is, I hope that eventually gets a SAG ensemble nod because I think that they all deserve to be recognized. But it's it also really tackles the issues of what it's like to be a public school teacher in an inner city school. But it does so with with humor and and concern. And it's just really, really well done. And I, I, I really feel like it's going to have a, a good year at the Emmys. And the other one is one that our friend Kendall recommended, Only Murders in the Building. I did finally start watching it. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. It's Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. And Selena Gomez apparently did not know who Steve Martin and Martin Short were before she started. <laughs> She's like 12. I mean, how does, what does she know? Um, and, but it's, it's cute. It's funny. It's kind of a mystery. Have great guest stars, Nathan Lane and, and Jane Lynch and Tina Fey. So definitely check it out. It's on Hulu. I think they're both going to get in. Um, but there are a lot of previous nominees that are – this is the category where you really see you had all these contenders that got pushed back because of, of – the pandemic these other contenders came in and they took their places over the last two years and now they're all in the same ballot and so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out i would love 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 to see insecure get a nod for its final season it finally got emmy recognition during the pandemic um i don't know curb your enthusiasm i hope that they have curbed their enthusiasm for that show which has gone on for like 18 years and it wasn't funny from the beginning. I, I don't get it. Um, the Flight Attendant, which was great. It had a decent second season. I think Kelly Cuoco is really the reason to watch that show. And I, I, I wonder if that's one of those where you take away, you, you put in contenders that they like better and that one goes. Russian Doll is kind of the same thing. It took so long to come back. And then I, I would not be shocked to see if something gets replaced by the last season of Blackish. It was just a really great season. And, and it's, that was such a groundbreaking show for ABC. And I think like Abbott Elementary proves that there's still some quality on on broadcast television it's not something to be written off yet um i would also watch out for the great it did really well the last time it was eligible there's a really great show series called the after party it has tons of people that that these voters recognize and then um i would love to see some some love for some of my favorite shows better things the last season pamela adlon if you have missed better things you missed because it's so good this new little quirky dramedy called somebody somewhere premiered on hbo it has the great bridget everett who's like a lounge singer in new york she's famous lounge singer and it's really really good there's a funny one on hbo max called the other two um and then a really great one on on fx on hulu called reservation dogs uh which is also taika waititi i believe so uh the emmy voters have way too many people to pick from and it's gonna be interesting to see how that how that shakes out but i feel pretty i feel pretty good about those eight um, for best actor in a comedy series, this has been like the race of the. Of the it's been <laughs> such a compared. You go to the women's side, and you need fifteen nominations because the actresses are just dominating uh, a primetime television today. This in comedy uh, today, best actor has been a kind of a crapshoot. But I will say this is what I'm predicting, and even if some of these others get in, it's a really solid six. Um, I think that you can bet on Donald Glover and Bill Hader and Jason Sudeikis. They're like the last three winners of this category. Um, I definitely think you're going to see. The, the dynamic legendary duo of Steve Martin and Martin Short get in for some really quality work. And then um, I put Anthony Anderson back in. I don't think he's ever missed uh, for any of the seasons of Blackish. And he's always great and he has some really good moments. Nicholas Holt's really funny on The Great. That's not my favorite show, but he is good. He could get in. Um, Larry David, I guess, could get in. <laughs> uh, Jake Johnson was in this really funny show called Minx. 
I don't think, I think the only reason he's even on the list is because this category, it's still a weak group to pull from. Yeah. But he's really, I loved him on the, um, the, the new girl. It wasn't called the new girl. It's just new girl. I'm calling those old people. It's like the <laughs> Facebook, the new girl show. Um, and then I would love to see, uh, Kayvon Novak and Matt Berry for what we do in the shadows. Oh my God. Just <laughs> so funny. Um, and, and it does make me wonder if that show continues to, is there going to be a moment where that cast breaks through? And this could be the year we could really be surprised by them. So this is my favorite category ever, which is the best actress in a comedy series. There's just so many, so many. I love the women in this category. They, we could have 12 nominees and still would not cover all the great performances this year. I expect Gene Smart, Kaylee Cuoco, Issa Rae, and Rachel Brosnahan to return. I think they're pretty safe. They've been consistently nominated for the, or, or just recently start, got, started getting nominated, but I think they're going to come back. Um, and I moved back in Tracy Ellis Ross. I, she has been on a streak. She I think she's been nominated for like six out of the seven years of Blackish, and I think she's going to come back in. But that only leaves one slot. And I had moved, I had Selena Gomez in there. She actually is surprisingly good in that show. I well, mean, she started out acting on Disney, but yeah, she was but still was an Disney. actor. Yeah. So it was like, and I knew she, I mean, she's a beautiful voice. I know her from her music. I didn't yeah. lie. I was too old when that Disney, when she so started. So was I, but I still right. knew about her. <laughs> I knew of her, but she's actually really good. I just, I don't know if voters, I don't know. Um, and I, I think instead it's going to be that Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. Like, she's not only the star but she also created the show and they love they eat up like bill Hader for for barry um tina fey all those years for 30 rock uh, they like when the the showrunners are also the stars they like to to honor the the overall the, the all-around talent if you will um i would love to see pamela adlon i think she got in at one point for better things she got one but she should be back natasha leone's interesting russian doll did really well the first season it's kind of had a muted response for a second but we could be surprised uh and sandra oh has a, a show called the chair that got some pretty good, decent reviews um l fanning for the great it's a possibility there's this really weird show called julia and i think it was I don't even know if they're going to have a second season. It kind of came and went on HBO. It got mixed reviews, but it's about Julia Child. And the woman who plays her, Sarah Lancashire, is getting a lot of buzz. But I didn't think that that show was well-received. And maybe it's just one of those things where she's good, even if the show's not. But a lot of people are predicting her. Maybe I've missed something because I, I, I have her on my list, but I'm not predicting her. And then I spoke earlier about Bridget Everett for somebody somewhere. She is just awesome. Um, so I would, I would love to see that happen. But um, – like I said, you could, let's see, so that's six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 12. Literally, you could have 12. And that doesn't even cover some of the people, people I didn't list that I think should be in, in the race. So this next category is the one that I feel like is going to be an absolute mess. And I have no idea what's going to happen, and, and I'll, I'll explain why. It's the best supporting actor in a comedy series. There are literally like 18 previous nominees for these roles, all trying to get eight slots. It is just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. So, again, I think Ted Lasso is not getting all four guys in again. And in fact, yesterday I only had Brett Goldstein, who won last year, to return. And I, th- I think it's crazy, and I'm, I'm sure I missed the mark on it, but there's just so many returning contenders. Like, you know voters are going to put in Tony Shalhoub every time. Henry Winkler, the great, the Fonz. You know, he was the Fonz, but he won last time for Barry. Tony Shalhoub, I think, won twice for Maisel. Um, and he won all those years for Monk. Hey, that show. <laughs> it's up there with Kirby Enthusiasm shows, Rama. I don't get it. <laughs> Stop. Anyway, but I love Tony Shalhoub on, on Maisel. I, I definitely think he'll get in. And and 
SNL continues to dominate. I would be shocked if Kenan Thompson and Bowen Yang didn't get back in. But Barry is a big one. Barry first premiered, it got like three guys in. So I'm definitely putting in Anthony Kerrigan. And I just moved out Stephen Root, who would be the third Barry guy. But I could see him getting in. I could see Jeremy Swift and Brendan Hunt and and Nick Mohammed. Yeah, Nick Muhammad getting in for uh, Ted Lasso again. I could see um, uh, what was the other one I had? Oh, I could see uh, um, David High Pierce for that that Julia show that I had nothing about. But David High Pierce, he won like eighteen Emmys for uh, Frasier. He played he played Niles on Frasier. Um, but I think the Hacks is going to have a really big year. I just feel it. And so I made room for two of their guys. One is Carl Clemens Hopkins, who got in last year, complete shock. And then the other one is Paul Downs, who is really funny, plays the agent of um, the Gene Smart character. I am probably going to regret Oh, Brian Tyree Henry for Atlanta. I, I had him in and I moved him out. So this is one where you might see a very different eight by the time it's posted on the blog. I just I, I, I feel like there's so many moving parts. And, it, you know, there's also a point where if there's a certain if there's a tie or it's within a certain percentage that they'll nominate an extra person. So this could be one where we have nine, ten nominees because there's just so many contenders. All right. So our final category, we're going to be predicting here on the podcast again we're going to cover lots of other categories including the guest categories um all of the limited series tv movie the variety and, and the the top two uh, reality programs on the on the blog because otherwise we'd be here for six hours and angelique's already like probably looking at that number <laughs> and it's like she's gonna kill me so this is the last one i promise angelique this is supporting actress in a comedy series and again this is an interesting one a lot of previous nominees trying to fight for one spot um, but I'm feeling a little better about this one. So Alex Borstein, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, of course, is getting back in. Um, Hannah Einbinder for Hacks. I think she could win this year. I really do. Judah Temple and Hannah Waddingham. Hannah Waddingham won last year. She's so great. Um, I think that they're both back in. And I think Sarah Goldberg is going to come back for for Barry. Um, again, that, that show just was really, really popular. It's its first season or first two seasons. And then Kate McKinnon. They're not, they're not going to leave out Kate McKinnon. It's her final season. She could win just because it's her final season. She's already won twice. Um, and then my last two slots, I'm putting back in Cecily Strong for SNL. They just love her. Um, and then I'm also going for Janelle James. She is this hilarious scene stealer in Abbott Elementary. She plays this principal who basically only got the job because she knew the superintendent was having an affair. <laughs> and and she's just completely, and she's like, you know, being an influencer on her phone when they're trying to teach. But it's so funny. And then at the end of the season, and I don't want to say spoil it, but basically her situation changed and she has to really step up. And it's the it's one of the best episodes I've seen in a long time, and it really showed kind of a dramatic side to this wonderful actress who I did not know before, Janelle James. So I think that she's in. But you're leaving out Aidy Bryant, who was nominated several times for SNL. You're leaving out my favorite Yvonne Orji from um, Insecure, also a great stand-up comedian. Uh, Zazie Beetz got in the last time for Atlanta. She's always good. And Marin Hinkle, uh, again, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She's, I think, was nominated twice uh, for the last two seasons. So you also have some new people. You have Amy, Amy Ryan's not a new person, but Amy Ryan for Only Murders in the Building. That show's really popular. She is an Academy Award-nominated actor. Um, the great Meg Stalter plays this absolutely hilarious character in Hacks. And then I would, I would make room for the legendary Cheryl Lee Ralph, um, another scene stealer at Abbott Elementary. She's another one. You don't know who she is. But if you saw her, you'd be like, oh, that's her and that thing. Mm -hmm. She also has a recently, she was invited to be a member of the Film Academy, which is kind of cool. 
All right. So I promise, Angelique, I'll, I'll stop talking. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in again to Gaston Speaks. We're really excited. We're this close to having our podcast studio, yes. finally. Yes. We're getting there, and we're going to have some interesting things coming down um, in terms of your ability to do podcasts here at the library. So we'll keep you updated with that. Uh, check out the Emmy nominations on July 12th. Again, I don't know what time they'll be. They're being introduced by Melissa Fumero, who uh, was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and the always hilarious jb smooth so that's gonna be a lot of fun and um we'll be back sometime in september to to do uh the emmy win predictions on andrew really 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 likes award shows and um so angelique has three months to figure out how to kill me so that she doesn't have to edit yet another (laughs) one of andrew's podcasts so anyway thank you guys for listening and uh, do you have anything angelique i feel like i've dominated Mm. here I'm good. Just remember summer reading. Yeah, definitely. All the fun programming by. here at the library. It's it's We have programs all the way through August. Um, it's not too late to sign up. And if you have signed up, bring back your card. Yeah. Um, get entered to win the, the drawing. And if you're a Gaston County employee and you're listening to this, we have the employee challenge. Check your email for details about that. Um, yeah, it's an exciting time of year. We made it through June. June's the big one. Yeah. Um, we made it through June. It was really nice, though, to kind of see us getting back to a little bit of normalcy yeah. after a rough two yeah. years. And, and the kids were really excited, particularly to be back here for summer reading. And next year we're hopefully having a Comic-Con, hopefully, yeah. and we're going to really get back to normal. So um, stop by and see us. All right. Be sure to check out the rest of the Gaston Speaks podcast and have a good day. Yeah, we'll see you guys soon. Thank Bye. you.